Hello and welcome. I am Dr. Lara May, a clinical pharmacist specializing in functional medicine, as well as a certified yoga teacher and Reiki master. I run a truly integrative health coaching practice, encompassing functional medicine lab testing, yoga and meditation, and a sprinkling of Reiki energy medicine. Join me here on Light Body Radio to break through your health plateau and come into alignment with your natural vitality. Hello and welcome back everybody to another episode of Light Body Radio. Today I want to talk to you about motivation. But as with um, everything, there is a, you know, a light and a dark side, a plus and a minus. Um, to me, the opposite of motivation is procrastination. And so I'm actually going to talk about both of these things today. So motivation and its arch nemesis procrastination. So first, let's define what it means to procrastinate, just so we're all clear and on the same page. Procrastination is the act of prioritizing less urgent and more pleasurable tasks over the more important stuff. And I know we all do it. We're all guilty of it at some point. And some of us maybe are more prone to it and fall victim to it, you know, more often than others. I know I definitely can struggle with it sometimes. So procrastination grows from our inability to prioritize effectively, essentially. And this failure to prioritize stems from either a fear of doing something And this can be from unreasonable expectations or simply because we haven't generated enough reasons to convince our minds to get the job done. So, of course, there are different triggers to procrastination as well. And I just mentioned one of them. Um, So there's fear driven triggers. And these can include fear of success. Excuse me. Um, Procrastination is most commonly associated with the fear of success. When you actually fear success, you tend to purposely place obstacles, roadblocks, and problems along your path. So this will be um, an aspect of self-sabotage. And you do this because you're afraid of the possible changes. Even if they're positive, they're unknown. And so the way our brains are set up, anything that's unknown, even if it could be a positive unknown, sets us into a cycle of fear. And our response, again, is to place obstacles in our way or make up problems. Um, So that could happen in case we were, you know, to succeed and be successful. Another fear trigger is fear of failure. Obviously, perfectionism is a big player in this one. And especially, I can definitely identify with this one being that I love you know, my parents, and my father, but my father's a perfectionist. So if any of you out there have been raised by a perfectionist, you're taught that it can always be better. You know, um, sometimes you'll hear or you'll maybe feel like nothing is ever good enough, or you'll actually be paralyzed in, um, from doing any action because you know, it's not going to be perfect. So why bother? So um, figuring out how to use some tools to get beyond that, to get over that perfectionism and that fear of failure. There's also a fear of conflict. This is the fear that possible conflict could arise from a specific decision or action. 
And maybe this could be um, rejection from your tribe, whether that be your family or your coworkers or your friends. Um, so, or maybe um, whether it's rejection or maybe creating some disharmony, creating some um, opposite opinions, whatever, there's many ways that conflicts can um, manifest and sort of um, come to a head in different relationships and dynamics. Another fear trigger is fear of judgment. And here we procrastinate because we worry about what other people will think about us or the behavior that we're doing. So if you catch yourself thinking more about what others are thinking, rather than focusing on the task at hand, then you are at the right moment and that to sort of catch yourself indulging that fear of judgment. And that's an opportunity to sort of say, to recognize where you are, to interrupt the behavior, and then to choose again. And I talk about these steps a lot in a bunch of, uh, a lot of my work and um, a lot of my podcasts in different contexts. But, you know, it's always that three-step process of being aware interrupting the behavior, the feeling, whichever that is, and then choosing again, choosing alternative, you have the choice and the power to make different choices. So um, making sure that you are, and we're all constantly just doing those three steps every time we catch ourselves, whether it's in this, you know, fear of judgment, fear of conflict, cycle of perfection, all of these things, just stop, reframe, acknowledge, reframe, and then choose again. And so another um, fear trigger that I've sort of talked about already is fear of the unknown. And we suffer from fear of the unknown. We tend to be very indecisive with our actions. And as a result, we will typically go to extra lengths to distract ourselves from doing the important, quote, uncertain stuff that would move our uh, goals forward. So all this is also um, an aspect of overcoming indecision. And again, acknowledging the outcome of indecision, well, what is that? That's, you know, um, whatever it is, not moving forward um, or being, again, like being paralyzed into not action. Um, sometimes if you don't take action, things can sort of move backwards in a way or you'll get stuck in different cycles. So um, acknowledging that outcome, like what what will actually result by me not making a decision. So the best way to overcome indecision with respect to maybe it's business or um, maybe something towards productivity is that to acknowledge what the lack of the decision will yield as an outcome at the time of your deadline. So um, I know some of you are entrepreneurs out there. Um, maybe you're also health coaches or um, whatever your own business is. But what will, if there's a deadline looming over you, what will be the outcome if you don't do anything? And it's honestly probably not a positive outcome. And the importance of your decision is then weighing against this outcome that you're sure to have if you do nothing versus all the positive possible outcomes if you just take one step towards this um, decision or outcome. If the outcome that you've come up with is unacceptable, then you'll have a natural incentive to reach a better conclusion and move forward more deliberately. So you can also um, do something as simplistic as flipping a coin. 
and I know this sounds um, maybe a little too simple, but if you're stuck in indecision, and especially if you don't have one to sort of help motivate you or bounce ideas off, off of, then, uh, you know, flipping a coin, even though it's, you know, super simple can just be like, all right, it can be enough to just say, okay, regardless of heads or tails, whatever, you know, that I'm going to make this choice with heads, and I'm going to make this choice with tails, and I'm going to move forward. And so really, it's just sort of about, about getting over that hump, and getting over the little the crest of the hill so you can start getting momentum to, to move forward and to start taking some action. All right, so a, another tool that I think is really important um, for you to use is establishing deadlines for yourself. So a lot of us will have deadlines built into our jobs if we're working for someone else. But if we're entrepreneurs, then or maybe we're working on a project, maybe we are like learning a language. And this is something that I, I love languages, but I'm not very good about being diligent with them. I'm sort of like hot or cold, like I'll go for a month and I'll be, I'll listen to all my language podcasts and I'll practice and I'll do all the little apps like Duolingo and all those little things. And then I'll go for like a month or two and not do any of it. And it's amazing how much you lose by not doing any of it. So maybe set little goals for yourself, set little deadlines. And this also will help you move past indecision. And like just like the, um, the example I just gave you with myself trying to learn um, Spanish is that it will hopefully prevent you from going back to that cycle and it'll keep you mo moving forward which is really important. So we always want to keep the momentum moving. And it can be any time frame. Make sure it's realistic. And make sure it's something that um, you, you think you can definitely accomplish. Don't make it too lofty or too intense. Because again, that'll just feed back into the fear triggers that I talked about before. And another thing we can do is phone a friend. Um, uh, that's the one of the things I've been looking at lately in my uh, learning Spanish journey is looking into apps and like and things to sort of um, find little coaches for myself. Uh, you know, uh, I don't have any other friends at this moment that are learning Spanish. I have a few that know how to speak Spanish. Um, but you know, our schedules don't always match up. So sometimes it's not convenient. So there's um, so my example is uh, finding sort of an accountability partner. And um, but you can do this with anything, whether it is um, a business decision, or um, maybe it's a fitness or a wellness goal that you have. Uh, phoning a friend and having that support and accountability is really helpful. It can really um, prevent the practice procrastination from setting in and promote the motivation to keep going. And so this brings us to um, the next step, which see, might not seem very intuitive, but exercising. So if you get moving and exercising, a lot of times it'll get those creative juices flowing. Sometimes it'll be enough to distract you to allow some inspiration to come in. Like if you're super focused on and you're beating yourself up for procrastinating and not feeling motivated for whatever it is that you need to work on or accomplish, then maybe just taking an exercise break. Maybe you can also incorporate this into phoning a friend, calling a friend and say, hey, let's go for a bike ride. Let's go for a hike. Let's take our dogs for a walk together. Let's, you know, whatever it is, get outside, get some fresh air, get some sunshine. Use the this 
aspect as a healthy way to distract and get some energy out so that when you come back, you're more focused, you're more motivated, you're more in tune. I know a lot of times for me, if I'm out hiking or running or whatever, um, I like to listen to podcasts while I exercise outside. Um, you know, on a low, low volume, because I like being present outside too. But the point is, <laughs> is that I will get inspiration for um, things within my business or um, ideas for working with my clients. And so exercise is a great tool uh, for movement, because you're not only moving your physical body, but you're also getting your energetic body moving as well. So also make sure that you are trusting your instincts and following your intuition. As a leader or an entrepreneur or um, indecision not only slows down your progress, uh, maybe you're a team leader, but it also will slow your team down. So make sure that if you are maybe weighing something, usually we'll get an intuitive hit about which is better or what you should do first or um, so make sure you listen to that and again if you have someone to bounce these ideas off of I know there was a time where I had a coworker that was really great and creative um, with coming up with ideas for certain things so I loved bouncing ideas off of her and even though I sort of a lot of times sort of with my intuition knew what the decisions should be, it helped to sort of get that confirmation from someone else and saying, yeah, that sounds good, or even maybe tweaking it to make it better. <clears throat> so trust your instincts. Um, again, have maybe have someone to bounce ideas off of that's always super helpful and supportive. And now the last one, you might not think of that often. But I think a lot of times when we get stuck in a paralysis of indecision or procrastination, it's because we're overwhelmed with too many decisions. So try to limit the number of decisions you make. This is also um, can be called decision fatigue. And we have a limited number of decisions that our brain can handle each day. Actually, this is they have actually studied this. And so you know, when you have, a, maybe you have a to do list. And so what I would recommend is picking three things that are definitely doable for that day. And maybe you have one big project. So if you have one big project, then you're breaking it down into smaller steps. And so just find do pick the things that are actionable, maybe on some days, you're short for time and you're spread really thin. Maybe that's only going to be one thing. And that's okay. But if you keep it limited, then your brain will be able to approach it with less intimidation, less distraction, uh, less overwhelm, and you'll be more productive, you'll be more motivated, you can be like, yes, I can do this instead of saying, Oh, my God, that's way too much. I'm just going to shut down and do nothing. So really think about um, limiting the amount of decisions that you have to make. Okay, so we covered a good amount about procrastination and those triggers and tools we can use to move beyond that. And so now I want to talk about motivation. And there's uh, two different types of motivation. There's intrinsic motivation, which is this is a state that is internally generated within us. And it stems from personal enjoyment of, of whatever activity um, that you're doing. 
or it can stem from a sense of obligation. So you motivate yourself intrinsically by finding personal benefit, enjoyment, or significance in the task that you or activity that you're partaking in. And this is more powerful. This is the more powerful of the two types of motivation because it doesn't require any external validation. So using the SMART goal setting process is an example of intrinsic motivation. And if you don't know what that is, it's setting goals that are specific, that are measurable, attainable, realistic, and timed. And all those doing those three things, again, it's specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timed. This helps awaken intrinsic motivation. And I use the SMART goal setting process with all of my clients because it is so successful and doable. And again, the intrinsic motivation is the more powerful of the two types. So obviously, uh, the opposite of intrinsic is extrinsic. So the second type of motivation is extrinsic motivation. And this just like it sounds, is a state of motivation that is externally generated. So it stems from objects, other people and the environment outside of yourself. And you become motivated extrinsically when your task or activity benefits others um, results in material gains or presents you with favorable circumstances. So um, I don't know if you guys have ever listened to Tony Robbins, but he talks about um, the six basic human needs. And those are certainty, connection, significance, growth, contribution, fun, and freedom. And so all of these are deeply ingrained psychological aspects of humans that we need to feel satisfied. And so um, this really comes into play when we're thinking about the external motivation or extrinsic um, to think about, okay, where is that coming from? What aspect is it, is this um, aligning with, but also what is it triggering in me? Maybe it's, you know, interrupting my motivation. So um, there's a way that you could approach this. So first I want you to take stock of each day for a week in terms of your motivation and your procrastination. So just pick a time to start and go five to seven days from there. And each day, uh, maybe write it down or if you have like Google Keep, you can take little notes or maybe even some sort of voice recorder depending on what type of you know person and media that you like to consume. So what are your procrastination triggers? Are they overwhelm? Are they decision fatigue? Is it judgment from the outside world? All of these things. Are you afraid of the conflict that your decision or your goal might be bringing up? So what triggers are coming up for you in terms of procrastination? And then what are your motivational triggers? Are you looking for connection? Is this a significant goal or decision for you? Will this contribute to your growth? Maybe um, personal, emotional, financial. Uh, is this something fun for you? Do you feel freedom when you're doing it? Uh, all of these things. So what are your motivational triggers? And I just want you to write them down or like I said, record them in some way, shape or form, whatever resonates with you for a week. And then at the end of the week, sort of look at them as a whole, as a big picture and see if you find any trends where was it different every day? Was it pretty much the same every day? Maybe there were some days where you just had, you know, 
crazy work or crazy kid stuff going on or even you know maybe a fight with your significant other and that just totally like threw you out of whack with working towards your goals or even feeling motivated to do so right because now we're talking about motivation um or so think about that and so now in context to that I want you to sort of get clear and go back to the um the smart goal setting process And so when you think about, I want you to clarify and visualize your goals now. So think about what are some specific steps you can take that can be measured. So measurable means, um, is it a list, a list you can check off? Or is it different steps of progress to an ultimate goal? Uh, because it depends, right? If it's something that we're working towards for our business, that's going to look different than maybe um, if we're training for an event like running or a triathlon or something, or maybe even where our goal is to lose some weight or get healthier, you know, correct our cholesterol. So again, specific, measurable, attainable and realistic. So make sure it's something that you can definitely see yourself attaining and that is realistic for you. And so maybe you have a goal of losing, I don't know, like 100 pounds, which is a fair amount of weight, but it's doable. It's even more doable if you break it up and say, okay, well, let's just focus right now on the first 20. And you know, what am I going to do to make that happen? What am I going to change in my diet? What am I going to change in my sleep? What am I going to change in my activity level? What am I going to change in my stress level? All of these things, right, are factors in how we gain or lose weight. So, um, and just keeping those realistic and attainable and timed, maybe give yourself a general timeline to follow. And then once you've reached that, then you can, you know, uh, approach the next step or the next segment. So if you continually ask solution focused questions, then they will inspire you to take proactive actions. So we are always wanting to think about what's the solution um, instead of instead of like, oh, this is sort of just like a list of tasks I have to do. What is the ultimate solution that you're working for so that you will feel inspired and you will be proactive and you will stay in the flow of motivation instead of getting caught up in the sort of debilitating aspect of procrastination. So, um, right. So, so far we've taken stock of where we are for the week. And now we have clarified and visualized our goals and we've made them, what is it? It's the SMART goal setting process. So we've made them specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timed. And now we are going to prepare and plan. Because before any action is taken, you need to make sure that you have the necessary tools, skills, support, and resources required to achieve whatever you're working towards. And so without these resources on hand, you may struggle, you may come up against some roadblocks, whether they be um, mental or physical. Um, and the if you don't have the tools, skills and support and resources, then you're more likely to get derailed by the obstacles and stuck in the procrastination mode instead of moving forward with the motivation mode. So sometimes we procrastinate simply because we just haven't taken the time to prepare or to think about the different aspects. 
And so it does, it is helpful to really think about, think about it in a global view, sort of a bird's eye view, and then you can take it back into and break it out into the different aspects and the pieces. And again, that's how it becomes actionable. So step four, after we prepared and planned, and we've, like I said, looked at everything and sort of broken it up into chunks, now it's action time. And so again, we wanna take action using small chunks. We want to take imperfect action. Again, getting over this whole idea of, per of perfection. Nothing is perfect except for the perfection of imperfection, <laughs> which is something that helped me get over it. You know, sometimes the most beautiful things in the world are their imperfections. And, you know, if we can apply that to our life too, because we're human, we're none of us are perfect. And so the reality is that we can do the best we can. But if we just sort of come to the realization and the acceptance, come to a level of acceptance of imperfection and being okay with that and still taking action. Because for most things, if you do something that's imperfect, you can always go back and improve upon it. And that's part of life and learning and and evolving as well. So imperfect action, action using small chunks, act with a passionate disposition, like whatever you're doing, make sure you're passionate and you care. And you're excited. Because again, this is more from that intrinsic place of motivation. So if you are passionate about what you're doing, or maybe it's something it's a task that you've been given by your boss, and you're really not but try to find a way that you can bring passion into it. And um, that'll help keep you motivated and keep you moving forward. Also, we've talked about this already, act in a process-oriented way. So this is part of um, when you were doing the preparing and planning. And even to a point, the visual visualization of your goals is, um, you know, look at the bird's eye view, do a process-oriented way. So what's the process that's going to get you to your end point? And make it enjoyable. Have fun. Life should be fun. We should be having more fun. I feel like a lot of us sort of get bogged down in the grind of our schedules and the grind of our routine. And we for sometimes forget to have fun and we're just sort of going through the motions. So uh, again, like, Obviously, you all have different goals, whether they be health, relationship, job, career, um, entrepreneurship, money, all of these things. But whatever it is, find a way to infuse some fun. And maybe if it's something, I'll go back to the example of your boss is sort of uh, for lack of a better word, making you do something. So you, you're sort of forced into doing something you're not super excited about. But maybe taking those exercise breaks, maybe that's the aspect of the fun. So maybe the task itself will not be super fun, but there's ways that you can infuse fun into your life that'll help you be more motivated and productive in other aspects. So definitely think about that too. And one um, another tip that is really helpful, I talked about decision fatigue a little and, you know, limiting the amount of decisions you have to make every day, but also focus on your hardest tasks first, because once you get that task done, you'll feel so productive and you'll feel great and you will then you'll have that uh, momentum going and you'll be more likely to um, move on to the next task because you'll be so happy that you got the hardest one done first. So um, 
Let's see, what else? Every time we put off a difficult task, it eats away at our energy levels. So the longer you allow the difficult task to dwell in your mind or hang over you, as I like to say, the less productive you're going to be. And so as a result, you'll get you'll fall prey, and you'll get stuck in that procrastination mode. So um, try following the 11 minute rule for productivity. And if you're one of those people who just can't seem to find the motivation that you need to get a task off the ground, then this 11 minute rule is for you. Because getting started is always the most painful and hard part about anything, especially when it comes to a difficult task that we would rather postpone for another day. However, once we begin, we will quickly get into the flow of activity, you'll get into a rhythm, your motivation will start to um, get momentum and you really start to soar. So given this, commit yourself to working in 11 minute chunks. So simply set your timer 11 minutes and absorb yourself into whatever task it is entirely without distraction. So most phones and laptops and electronic devices these days have silent mode or um, focus or productivity modes. So turn those on so you're not interrupted by emails or text messages or social media notifications. Work for 11 minutes without interruption. And then when that is done, walk away, take a break, go for a nine minute walk, go for, you know, uh, maybe you have like one of those fun little rebounder trampolines, you know, jump on the trampoline, do something fun, totally distract yourself. And then once that five to nine minutes is up, then you come back and you work for another 11 minute cycle. And as you work your way through this 11 minute rule, you're, you'll find that your motivation levels will really skyrocket. And this will subsequently entice you to stick with your task for longer than 11 minutes eventually. But this is a great way to get started and sort of get on a roll for something. And it's important that during your breaks, whether they be five or nine minutes, that your unconscious mind actually goes to work searching for solutions and answers. So that's why I think exer exercise or stretching or some sort of movement is really good. Because again, like I talked about earlier, when we move our body, we start moving our energy. And that helps us to be inspired and get inspiration and intuitive hits as well. So ultimately, in conclusion, ultimately, procrastination is nothing more than an illusion of the mind. It is wholly dependent on how we perceive ourselves, others and the events and circumstances that are coming up in our lives. So to break free of these illusions, it requires awareness and an understanding and a willingness to be introspective and then to make changes make deliberate changes and choices. So I hope today you walked away with some tools both for procrastination and motivation. And you have a, a better idea of sort of how they both work together. And um, so I would love your feedback, tell me, you know, what your triggers are, what your tools are to overcome, and to get motivated to stay motivated, and maybe what you like to do on your fun breaks. I love hearing your feedback. As always, follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Dr. Lara May. That's D-R-L-A-R-A-M-A-Y. I also have a YouTube channel where these podcasts are also posted. And you can find this podcast besides YouTube on Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, CastBox, 
and anchor.fm. That's a lot of places to find me. So uh, again, I hope you have a fantastic week and um, let me know how your week of reflection goes in terms of your tasks to break through your procrastination and stay motivated uh, in a more consistent way. Namaste.